What's up, cool kids? You are tuned in to another episode of the Power in Pros podcast. I gotta keep it real with y'all. The past two weeks, I have just not been feeling my destiny best. Like, I have not been feeling as connected to God as usual. I have not been feeling as motivated as I have been um, earlier this year. And I really been trying to recenter. It's like my compass keeps moving and it's trying to find what's north, what's forward, what's the path. And I couldn't find it, but I still was getting up every day and walking. And so that led to feelings of confusion. That led to feelings of angst and anxiety and pressure. And I really had to sit back and be like, why do I feel pressure? Nothing has changed. There's no big requirement that's being called on me. Like, yeah, I have things to do. Yeah, I have purpose. Yeah, there are responsibilities that I have, but those things have been in place. So why right now in this space do I feel a separate container to perform in a different or more expansive way? And I didn't have a reason. It seemed like there was this unnecessary pressure that I was starting to feel and it was intensifying by the minute. And I was like, I could not operate like this. This is not sustainable for me. And I don't like how this is making me feel. I don't know if it's what I'm doing. I don't know if it's the atmosphere. I don't know what's going on, but I cannot subscribe to this and sustain this. So in noticing that and taking a step back, venting to some friends, girl, I had to be like, okay, what's next? How do I get out of this space? And strangely, I thought of these lyrics from this song, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. That's the lyrics. And I, listen, the church I grew up in, we ain't even sing hymns for real like that. Or if we did, I didn't notice them. Like, you know what I'm saying? I grew up non-denominational, so we didn't have all that. I think I know that song actually from like a Tyler Perry play, <laughs> but I it didn't make sense to me when I thought about it over the past week. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. God should be on the battlefield for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you're saving me, then I am on a battlefield and you need to be, you need to be helping me out. You need to be getting me off the battlefield. Right. But I saw a Instagram live and it was talking about keep fighting. And how everything is a fight. You want to not be depressed, you have to fight for it. You want to have a little money in your pocket, you have to fight for it. You want to spend the money that you got in your pocket, you're going to have to fight for it, right? If you think about a person who has a family, they have kids, they have a 401k, they have their parents depending on them, all of that. When they get some money, it's a whole lot of things that are requiring them to give them attention based on their finances, right? So you have, they might do ties and offering at church. Then their kids need something. They got swim lessons or they got summer camp or whatever. Your husband's birthday coming up. Now you got to buy him something. And your mom, you just want to make sure she feels loved and that you got her back, whatever she needs. Are you paying for her medications? And you look up, money gone, right? And so you have to intentionally have money set aside to tend to you, to make sure that you're good, to get your hair done, to get your nails did. And so that's a fight. If you want to get somewhere on time, you have to fight to get out that bed. Like everything is a battle. 
And that can sound real daunting, real haunting if you leave it there. But we fight differently. And when you keep that in mind that you fight differently and that you fight differently because you have victory already, then it makes it less annoying that you have to fight for everything. And that is a place that I am starting to settle in. I was really frustrated because I was like, why is this not feeling easy? Why is it still unsettling to me, even though I feel that I've been in this season for a little beat? So if I'm seemingly in the same space, why are my emotions about the space that I'm in fluctuating? Why are they wavy? And then I start to look at me like there's a problem with me. Like, why am I feeling how I feel, right? So that's not me honoring the power of my pros and me. I'm voicing my feelings. I'm voicing my opinions. And then I'm talking down on them at the same time. Other people were validating me and I love words of affirmation and it wasn't doing enough because words of affirmation are not sustaining. They can be uplifting. They can assist you on your journey, but they cannot be what anchors you in your journey. And I was looking for my friends and certain things that I saw. I want an Instagram post to pull me out my rut. Like that's not what they're for. They can confirm, they can affirm, they can give you that little extra push that you need, but it's an extra push. It can't be the thing that starts the car. And I felt overwhelmed, to be honest, because I had a lot of things that were on my plate. And that didn't make sense to me. How I'm unemployed, but I got all these things on my plate and that they're on my plate enough where they're overwhelming me. That doesn't make sense. And I don't want to feel that way. That's what nine to five was for. That was what I felt in that container. So if I'm in a new container, I should have new feelings. And those old feelings were starting to creep in and they were really upsetting me, (laughs) like really upsetting me because it didn't make sense. And I kind of felt this violation of my peace because I finally cultivated a sense of joy, a sense of peace, a sense of contentment, a sense of self-control and just general happiness, goodness in this space that I found myself in the podcast episodes that I've been releasing, in the videos that I have been producing and putting out on YouTube, TikTok, all the things, right? And so I was wondering how, if I'm my own boss, am I making myself feel like my old boss? And that was hurtful that I would make myself feel that way, a way that didn't honor me as a person. It didn't honor my talents. And I also think that I was allowing other people to make me feel that way a little bit. And I didn't know why. How did I get here? And so after taking stock of all of that, I had to step back and say, I actually just realized it, that I was putting things on, right? And so I had a lot of time. If we look at, I don't know, two months ago, let's say, I was doing everything that I felt the not just that the model Christian would do, but just in general, things that made me feel good, things that I needed to sustain me on my day. So I'm waking up and I'm praying every morning, like not skipping nothing, reading my Bible every day, journaling every day. I was pulling out my 
tools and resources that I needed. I'm talking to my therapist. I'm talking to my friends, but then I'm having time with myself. I am running like, you know, like I'm doing these things, eating well, drinking water, all the things, leaving my house. Okay. I've been realizing more and more that there needs to be a balance. I love to be in the house, but there's also a balance of me leaving the house. And even when I initially don't feel like leaving, I always get the benefit of leaving my house, of connecting with a new person, of being in a new space, being inspired, all that, right? So I was doing all of those things pretty consistently. And so I was getting a feeling, a residual feeling from all those things pretty consistently. I was getting words from God pretty consistently. And I felt anchored in what I was doing. My compass had a north and I was walking in that path. And while I was doing that, I felt that I could also add this thing and I could also work on this. And so those additional projects were affirming. They reconfirmed what God was telling me. They reconfirmed what I feel my purpose is. They reestablished who I feel I am at this space and time in my life. Unfortunately, what I didn't see myself doing is after a while, I started adding more and more projects. And then I left less and less time for prayer. I left less and less time for me to do things that felt good. I wasn't reading leisurely anymore and reading books is nice. I'm able to, again, take in creativity from somebody else, even if it is a, I was reading self-help books more at the top of the year. And even though seeing how people lay those out, how do you introduce the topic to me? How do you keep the flow going since you're kind of talking about the same thing for so many pages, right? And so I was taken in a lot and it also was inspiring me. And then I also was in writing workshops at the top of the year for myself as well. And so doing that, I'm writing multiple poems a week. And then the class was over. And so I stopped writing as much. And so I didn't notice it. It made sense. Yeah, I knew that the class was only X amount of weeks. And so when those weeks are up, it didn't surprise me that they were up because I knew that they were going to be up. I wasn't surprised that I had X projects on my plate because I signed up to do the projects. I signed up to meet with this person. I signed up to do that thing. I look up and two weeks ago, yesterday, last week, (laughs) I was so drained. I was emotionally spent. I was mentally overwhelmed. And I didn't know how to move forward anymore. And it was so jarring because I was there for every moment. Every moment of my life I have been present for. And yet the feeling that I felt was unexpected. And the space that I found myself was kind of unexpected. And because of that, I allowed myself to spiral a little bit. And I started to feel that I didn't deserve to feel how I felt. I started to feel that it was unfair and I lost my fight. I lost my desire to fix anything. And while God is in control, right? And that he should be the one that we lean on to fix or to make things right, to to call things to be just and to be as they should. We also have a call to show up. For ourselves. We are the ones that have to confess belief in Christ for us to receive salvation. So we join God in him doing his part in our lives because it is indeed our lives that we have to then surrender back 
to him, but it's, it starts there. Right. And so I didn't want to do that no more. And I was like, nope, like I feel that everything should just be good because you said it, should, it would be good. So I make it good right now. Like that's what I wanted. And I knew it wasn't going to work that way. And that frustrated me. And it wasn't until I watched that Instagram live that I remembered I'm in a fight. And when you're in a fight, there are ebbs and flows, right? How you start on round one and how you end on round 12 ain't going to be the same. When you are running, you're going to start one way and in the middle of the run, you're going to be breathing a little bit different. (laughs) When you start a job, you're starting a job one way, but after you've been there for six months, you are sending emails a little bit different. You are showing up a little bit different, right? You're talking in meetings in a different way. And for you to maintain the level of productivity that you need, for you to maintain the relationships that you have, for you to continue in every round of the fight, you're going to show up in different ways. There's going to be different things that are required of you, but you are indeed at every turn, at every round, at every stage in a fight. And I forgot that. I forgot that. And because I forgot, I started to blame myself and then I blame God and then I blame my circumstance. Then I blame nothing. And I just wanted to retreat because I forgot what I was engaging in. And the thing about the fight that we are in is that we didn't choose it. That's what is really crazy. We did not choose the fight that we are in. If I go on a train right now in these New York City streets and I roll up on somebody and I punch them in the face, I chose that. I chose because they're going to hit me back. (laughs) I chose to be in that fight. Like, girl, did you think before you did that? The fight that we are in, in this life, we didn't choose. None of us raised our hand and asked our mom to be born. None of us decided, hey, I want to experience anger and joy and laughter and tears while I exist on earth. None of us chose emotions. They came, they're a package deal when you are born. None of us chose that the enemy would be a thing and that he would be attacking us and try to comfort every good thing that is attached to our name and our experience here while we're on earth. Our treasure that's waiting for us in heaven. We ain't asked for that. I ain't asked for that. I don't know about y'all. I ain't asked for that. And so to find myself in a battle, and not just a battle, a spiritual battle, there is so much stuff that goes on that we can't even wrap our heads around, and we experience it, engage in it, and are dealing with the effects of it and the impacts of it every day, every single day, which is why we are called to be subscribed under God, because he is the most spiritual being, like, you know what I'm saying? And he is the one that got us through it all. He's the one that can bring that equilibrium. He's the one that, he's that coach in the corner of the ring that is in control of the whole fight. And that is why he can coach you. That is why he can give you breaks when you need it. He can give you water when you need it. Why? He is the one that can sustain you through the whole thing. And when we don't have that coach, we just are swinging. And people that just swing don't win fights. They don't got no aim. They don't have any intentions. They are walking around aimlessly. And I think that's what I was doing. I was just kind of waking up and doing stuff. 
And it wasn't wrong stuff. It was just stuff that if I kept doing it in that way, I was going to feel depleted. And that's exactly what happened. In taking stock of that and realizing that, I have come to a place where I'm like, I got to pull back from some things. And some things are going to require me to use my voice and say, hey, I'm overwhelmed. Hey, I can't show up for you or this in this capacity right now. Hey, I don't think that this is serving me. And while those things are great and they are powerful and I'll feel good on the other side, they're difficult. It's difficult to come to terms with on my own, but it's going to be difficult to have the conversations that I got to have within the next week to cut back on some things and to make sure that I'm honoring my time to make sure that I'm leaving space to do the things that I'm called to do and things that I just enjoy doing and not just be performing just to perform, not just doing things because I have been doing them or because I feel I'm expected to show up in a certain way. To do that and to stand 10 toes in that thought and to authentically reveal where I am with people that, frankly, is none of their business, but for me to handle my business, I need to share it. It's going to be tough. And so I wanted to share that with you because that's what battles are. That's what fights are. They are tough. They're gritty. They require you to go deep down and pull something up. And sometimes the pulling up ain't going to seem seamless. It's not going to seem smooth. And that's what we like. That's that glisten and that twinkle in our eye. When we see somebody go through the mud, but they don't look like they've been through the mud. People talk about the three Hebrew boys and how they went through the fire, but that when they came out the furnace, they didn't smell like they were burnt. They didn't look like what they've been through. And we rejoice about that and we want that for ourselves. And it's like, all right, if I got to go through this, don't make it look like it. Don't make it seem like it. And I've had people tell me that. And I felt that even for myself, that I have been unemployed almost eight months now and rent has been paid. I've been able to, you know, do things right. And so people have said, girl, I couldn't even tell. If you wouldn't have told me, I wouldn't have known and da, 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 da. And those moments when it happens make me feel good because I'm like, okay, whoo, I don't look crazy, honey. I don't look like what I have been through because there are moments when I've had to battle for sure. And so those are the things that we live, we strive for. And so when we don't get them and we are on a battlefield and it's like, oh, I really got to fight. Oh, I really got sweat on my brow. I'm really out of breath right now. I really got to do some footwork. I really have to exercise and stretch and get in the gym. What? I have to show up. I have to have difficult conversations. I have to not go to this place because when I go there, it doesn't benefit me. Oh, I have to keep showing up to this place because it does benefit me and it's going to get me to my destiny, my purpose. It's going to complete the plan that God has for me. What? And we can feel fatigue. And the video that I watched was talking about that. It affirmed that you can have fight fatigue. You can be like, I don't want to fight no more. You can feel like your whole life has been a fight that you as a black woman, as, as any type of person that you may be, that whatever your story is, is enough. Like you like, yo, I'm at my capacity with being me. 
Y'all need to figure this out on y'all own and hit me when y'all do. And that is also how I was feeling. Like, I don't want to fight for this. And I, that's what annoyed me because I was like, this is the only life I have. So if I don't fight for this, I won't have anything. If I don't fight for my relationship with God, what do I have? Because that is who sustains me. That is who gives me everything. That is the person who knows my beginning to my end and everything in between. So if I don't fight to stay connected to that, I'm a, yeah, I'm going to feel lost because I'm not connected to the person who knows all. Yeah, I'm not going to feel as creative and like I'm producing at the same level because I'm not connected to the creator. Yeah, I'm going to feel off balance because the one that balances me, I'm not connected with. And so that's a fight. And every day ain't going to be easy peasy. That Bible ain't going to crack itself open on its own. There are going to be some days when that song, ain't, you ain't going to feel like singing it, right? And you're going to have to fight to hit that worship playlist. There are going to be days when you want to self-isolate, but you know how you get when you self-isolate and you are going to have to fight to FaceTime somebody, to send that call, to set up a lunch, to say, hey girl, what you doing? Because I need to get out the house and it's going to be a fight. It's going to take everything you have because that's going to seem too vulnerable at that point in time. It's going to seem too risky to hit that person, to call that family member. But it is a fight. And if you send it, you'll win. You send that text, you will win. And what you get on the other side will be that much sweeter and you'll be that much further along because you dare to show up to the battlefield. A lot of times we want things to be easy. We want things to be sweet. And sometimes we find that they are. And then we fight the wrong way. When things are easy, when we do have peace, then we're like, well, I got peace. When we see God show up in a situation, we're like, now, why you show up? <laughs> and we start to negate the very faith that we had in the first place because faith don't make sense. That is the great paradox and the great mystery of this whole thing is that it doesn't make sense, but it works. And so when we see it work, we try to put it back in the box of needing to make sense. And it doesn't need to make sense. It just needs to work. I saw a verse this morning that I want to share. It's in 2 Thessalonians 3, 3. And it says, but the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. Verse 5 says, may the Lord lead your hearts into full understanding and expression of the love of God and the patient endurance that comes from Christ. There's a patient endurance that we need. And I feel I shared this in a couple of episodes back, but endurance and patience go hand in hand. And it says that may the Lord lead your hearts into a full understanding and expression of the love of God. When you have a love and you, well, when you understand that you have love from God and it's a full understanding and a full expression of that, being patient is easier because you're relating that patience to Christ, which we are receiving our love from. And it just allows you to be like, all right, I can do this. I can wait another day. I can wait another week. I can go another month. I can ex ex exist in this conversation that's tough and hard. And I know I'll come out on the other side. Okay, I can forgo doing this thing so I can pay this bill. Like, you know, like you can start to stretch things when in one space, it seems like if 
it wasn't just a stretch. It was going to snap you, right? And that you were not going to be able to go the extra mile. And when you have an understanding, when you have that, that richness and that deepness, and you allow yourself to exist there and to actually accept the love that God wants to give you, accept the, the space that you're in, accept his peace and not question it, accept that it's a fight, but that it's a fight that you've won, right? So you're not set up to fail. You have you are been set up to need to show up though. You can be like, all right, I can do this. I can go all 12 rounds. I can go 24 rounds, whatever I need to do. I can do it and I can be patient on God to reveal the things that he needs to reveal to me while I'm fighting because he's with me and he loves me and he cherishes me. And this fight is to bring my family to a new space. It's to bring me to a new space. And you start to breathe differently and then you show up differently and you talk differently and you walk differently and it changes everything. And that is what I've seen happen for me in real time in like the past 72 hours because I was really spent, y'all. Like, it was bad. And I was like, how am I going to show up? Even last episode was keep showing up because that was tough. I forgot that it's a fight that I'm engaging in. And a fight that you show up to and you're not swinging, you're going to get beat up because your opponent is. <laughs> your opponent has done their homework. They didn't watch their tapes. They have done their exercises and they ready to rumble. So you showing up to the battle being like, huh? You showing up to the battle and you don't got your armor on. You showing up and you haven't done your stretches. You ain't drank your water. You ain't did what you needed to do. Your pre-workout ritual, you ain't did that. And you engaging in the, the battle that you in. It ain't looking too good. And so you got to keep your arms up. You have to keep your armor on. You have to keep your affirmations flowing out of your mouth. Because that is what's going to ensure your victory. You showing up, but not just you showing up. You showing up fully as you. You showing up fully with the tools that you've been given. You showing up fully and using everything that you have at your disposal will guarantee your victory. But showing up to that ring and you ain't ready to swing, you're going to get hit each and every time. And when you get hit, you'll be turning around, looking at the coach and screaming at them and wondering why they're letting you get beat up to the degree that you're getting beat up. And they're going to be looking back at you like, use your arms, put your hands up, use what you have, block. You know how we block things with the word of God, with our prayers, with us simply walking into rooms and not declaring that we're going to stay in our bed with the covers over our head. Well, us not just turning on Netflix, but showing up and doing the work that we've been called to do. That is how you block the fiery darts of the enemy. How do you hit back? You hit back by being your full self, by not shrinking, by not contorting and turning into somebody else and what you think you're supposed to do and to what you've seen other fighters do. No, this is your fight. This is your battle. You win it your way. If you study different athletes, each of them are going to show up different. You know how many basketball players there are, but there are some people that 
They shoot a certain way. They're going to steal the ball a different way. They block different. They dunk different, right? If you look at actual boxers, they all fight differently. And some people ain't going to hit too much. They average less hits each and every fight. But they can have more wins because of when they strike, they strike you good, right? And so don't discount how you fight because how you fight is unique strategy that has been given to you that will ensure your victory. All you have to do is show up and do it. So throw your punch today. That's the power tool. Throw your punch. Don't just be in the ring and being like, I let me know when I got the W. Like that's not how it's gonna work. Hit you gonna have to hit. And you wanna hit good. Get to swinging. And swinging could look like patience. Please note, it's not just windmilling and trying to hit everything at all times. You can use some strategy. You can have some moments when you catch your breath. You can have times when you're just studying what's happening. So that way you know when to strike and you know when to hit good. But you need to swing. Okay. This is the time to strike. Don't just stand there and don't stand outside the ring and people are looking, they're waiting. Like when are you going to show up? Don't be in the ring trying to swing like somebody else. Swing as you, whatever that means. And if you don't know what that means, confer with your coach. That's what your coach is there for. Do not do things on your own. I realized that too, that the more that I was doing things, the more that I started to be my own coach. And I thought that I knew best and that I knew the beginnings and the ends and the outs in the future of the fight that I was in, the battle that I was in. And that is what was discouraging me, is me trying to be the fighter and the coach at the same time. And I couldn't do it. There was no way that I could do it and do it well. What allows coaches to be good coaches is the trust that the fighter has in the coach. So you don't need a coach if you are going to do your own thing, right? If you're not going to allow them to guide you, if you're not going to trust that they've seen enough fights, that they've been in enough battles, that they can give you sound advice. And you also have to believe that your coach, you also have to believe that your coach believes in you. If you feel that your coach is going to send you off and not want to see you win, then that doesn't motivate you to want to listen to them. It doesn't want to motivate you to submit yourself under their authority, their guidance, their teaching. And so you have to trust that your coach is a good coach, that your coach knows what they're talking about, that your coach wants to guide you because that is their role. Like that is the fight that they're in is to come with the fighter and change their tempo, but change their tempo at a space that builds them up, not tears them down. You have to trust that your coach has the ability to do that, that your coach doesn't want to change who you are. They want to refine who you are. They want to make you sharper, stronger, better, quicker, faster to accelerate you. But then you also have to believe that your coach believes in you 
If you feel that your coach is going to tear you down every time you go to practice, if you feel that your coach is not going to speak life into you, if you feel that there's a point where you have to wave the white flag, call the truce, and you got to have a moment and that your coach is not going to see that and that they're going to let you get beat up, that's not a good coach fighter relationship and you're still called to fight. And so now you're walking into a fight. You don't have the tools that you need. You don't have the resources that you need. And you beef, you in two fights because you beefing with your coach and your opponent. And it's going to be too much and you are going to crumble because you can only rumble with one person at a time. And so if you're going to fight, let it be the fight that you're supposed to be in and not you picking a fight with your coach. You want you and your coach to be aligned, y'all on the same wavelength, you're on the same page. And that takes you showing up and having those moments with your coach. Trust is built over time. And when trust is diminished, when trust is questioned, you got to have conversations and you got to be real about it. And so if you feel that your coach, and again, we're talking about God as our coach, right? If you feel like God got you messed up, if you feel like he just sent you off, he ain't gave you no sound advice, he left you out to dry, you getting beat the hell up and you like, yo, where you at? Is you coaching me right now? What's T? Go to him and have a, a moment, Right. Have a screaming match, dude. Maybe you do got to fight with your coach. You know what I'm saying? But handle that before you go back to the actual fight that you're supposed to be engaged in. Trying to do both at the same time will leave you depleted because you're using your energy in ways that are they're, they're requiring a lot out of you, more than you realize. But you have to believe that your coach believes in you. And that's why our coach can show up for us. I was like, like even my last YouTube video did not do what I wanted it to do. And I got over it. And I feel like that also helps me to beef with my coach. I was like, okay, you didn't tell me to get on YouTube and then you're not giving me the YouTube numbers. Now, what kind of stuff is this? Like, I was like, I'm getting played. Like, why am I getting played right now? But I needed to handle that. I didn't feel that God believes me. I was like, okay, what's up? Like, why are you not giving me the numbers? You know what I'm saying? But it was a it was a misalignment on how I was viewing my coach viewing me. And that caused me to not want to show up. I didn't put up a video for over a week, almost two weeks, because I didn't want to show up to battle. I want I surrendered. I wanted to give up. And I knew I wasn't going to give up, but I just, wanted, I just wanted to unsubscribe. I didn't want to. I was in a ring, but I wasn't swinging, right? And so I had to go back to my coach. I had to remember why I'm called. I had to I had to get some coaching from my coach and not me trying to be my own coach. Because when I tried to amp myself up and talk myself back into, oh, you need to edit this video, I couldn't do it. But when I got me and my coach back right, then I got a, a new new vlog is up, by the way. So make sure that you guys tune in and check that out. But it's a fight that we're engaged in. And you are charged to not just show up to the fight, not just hear your name be announced, but to swing. And the belt at the end, it's going to be around your waist. 
right? It's going to be around your waist, but you must fight. You must engage in the fight. It's the great battle of our lives, and it is a battle that we are engaged in each and every day. But we are loved through it. We are not being judged through it, right? There are going to be some punches that you throw that are like, that was not my best. And that's okay. Your coach is not going to be like, now, why you do that? He's just going to coach you on the next time that you swing. How do you get better? How do you get sharper? How do you get quicker? How do you see things that are coming your way with a more acute focus, not getting distracted? That's his job. Your job is to continue to show up and heed to his coaching. I hope that this is helpful and remember that your coach is faithful. He will strengthen you and when you need him to, he will guard you. He will shield you. And that's the dope thing about the battle that we're in with God is that he ain't just the coach. He is your armor. He is the punch in your swing. He is the one that will take hits for you, okay? God's taking hits for us each and every day that we don't even know about, has saved us from stuff that we ain't even had no idea was coming, you know? And so that is what is is really cool. And I think it actually, I just got this visual of like two tennis players. Have you seen like a double team of tennis together? Like, you know, where they're playing doubles? It's like both of y'all, are engaged in the match and both of you guys have a paddle and God ain't got no problem hitting that ball. You know what I'm saying? He don't have no problem uh, getting up in there and getting his hands dirty. No problem with that. But if you show up to a doubles and you acting like it's singles, you're going to be tired. Oh, you're going to be tired. And you're going to feel like there are balls coming at you each and every second because your opponent they are armed in a way that they can sustain hitting, coming at you. And you need to have what you need. You need to be playing doubles in a doubles match, not singles. So be sure that you and your partner are ready to roll, to sustain what is coming your way. Because honestly, we don't even know what's coming at us. So Hopefully that wasn't too daunting and you felt that you are a bit more armed to take the swings that you need to take in the battle that you're going to be engaged in anyway. If you're going to be engaged in a battle anyway, you might as well get your hits in. You might as well show up as you. And so when you get that victory at the end, you feel good about it. And you're like, yeah, I did that. I showed up and I didn't just show up. I showed up as me. I did what I was supposed to do and I earned this. I earned every stripe on me. I earned every belt that I got up in here. Every trophy I got, I earned it. Can't nobody take it away from me. And when I talk about it, you know that I'm actually about it. Be sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel at Power and Pros. I released a new vlog, which is talking about keeping up your fight and coming against imposter syndrome specifically over on YouTube. So if that's something that you have been battling, be sure that you hit me on YouTube to get a little bit of encouragement there. Also, if you haven't already subscribed to the Pros and Praise Pages newsletter, where you can get a little bit of encouragement and a power boost and just keep up with all the cool kid happenings that are taking place in our little community. 
And of course, if this podcast has been helpful, be sure that you one, subscribe so that way you know when the new episodes are dropping and leave a rate and review. Let your girl know what you are feeling with the show and share with a friend. If you know somebody that is engaged with a battle right now, if you know a friend that has been considering giving up or they just feel like, babe, this is a little bit too much for me, send this to them. Affirm them. Yes, you are in a battle, but also, yes, you got to show up. But when you show up, you will win. So if you know somebody that just came to mind, don't even think too long about it. Just send it to them because it will be helpful. I love you guys. Remember to profess your power and there's power in pros. Bye.